Hope Lives Here is the podcast of City Union Mission in Kansas City. Since 1924, the homeless and impoverished have found hope and healing through this evangelical ministry. The mission remains committed to sharing the gospel and meeting the spiritual, physical, and emotional needs of men, women, and children. This podcast is designed to help you discover City Union Mission's origins, history, programs, and its people, and the mission's love for those who need love most. Enjoy this episode of Hope Lives Here. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Hope Lives Here. Today I have probably the best guest that we've had on so far. Um, he's my boss, uh, Terry, and I will uh, let him introduce yourself. So Terry, just thank you for being with us today. Uh, it's an honor that, for you to be here. Thank you. Thank you, Casey. Yeah. Uh, would you like to tell a little bit about yourself? Sure. Well, I'm the uh, chief executive officer for City Union Mission, and uh, I've worked for the mission for almost 24 years. It'll be 24 in January the 1st. And uh, it's been a wonderful journey and a ride, and uh, I've learned so much, and I've grown in my walk with God, uh, serving Him here. I, I just can't imagine me being anywhere else, and you know the growth that God has allowed me to have uh, being and working for City Union Mission. Wow, that's awesome! Twenty four years that's that's amazing. So it is. Yeah. Well, thank you for being here today. Um, today we're talking about uh, the cycle of poverty. And I'm excited because in part of my onboarding and my training was I had to, uh, I took some classes from you and just sitting in those classes was really beneficial. Um, And I learned so much. And so that's why I wanted to have you on because I'm like, man, this is really good stuff. And so today we're going to be talking about the cycle of poverty. And um, I just wanted you to share like, what is the cycle of poverty? Um, like the misconceptions, like, and we'll just dive into it. And then, um, but yeah, I'm excited about what we're going to be talking about today. Sounds good. Awesome. So let's just kick it off. Um, there are a lot of misconceptions about homelessness and poverty and how people end up there. Um, what are some of those misconceptions that you've come across in your 24 years? Well, there's, there's some similarities between poverty and homelessness, there are areas that, that they overlap in, but not necessarily homelessness flows directly out of poverty. Uh, there are temporary situations and events. Uh, somebody loses their house, a fire, uh, they're able to recover that, or they lose a job and they move back in home with mom or dad or, uh, or a relative or friend, and then they are able to bounce back up. And so, uh, but poverty is a different um, component that certainly does feed into homelessness. And, uh, you know, poverty, just in a sense of how we want to define it, uh, I'd like to land on that poverty is a lack of resources. Mm. And more than a lack of resources, it's a lack of resources that can duplicate itself, that actually has value and provides an asset. For an example, if I'm at a you know low-paying job, living with mom and dad, and I'm putting money into a savings account, well, that money is going to grow and that money is going to be there. That's an example of an asset that's going to continue to grow. Hmm. Or if somebody has a house and they own it and they're paying a mortgage, that's an asset that's growing and eventually will pay back. Yeah. Um, but poverty is a lack of resources, including a lack of assets that can continue to grow. Hmm. But 
what's the the bedrock of that is really it's the disconnection of relationships. And so poverty becomes really a series and a sequence of broken relationships and also these poverty traps that keep people stuck. Yeah. So if we talk about the cycle of poverty, we have to kind of land on, you know, poverty is defined differently uh, in every state that you go to because it's based upon the average medium income of the area. For an example, Jackson County, an individual that is a single household, you know, their average is going to be about 32000 Well, 30% uh, of that takeaway, you know, the average could put a, a, a single person in at about ten to $12,000 hmm. is really kind of the cutoff for the poverty line. So when we talk about poverty, people – you know, we have this imaginary line. Let's say it's like $12,000 a year. And some people can go up and down of that poverty line, down in that poverty line. Yeah. And so the cycle can be, you know, sometimes it's occasional. Sometimes mm. it's an emergency situation. Sometimes it's cyclical. It'll move through the seasons. But then sometimes it can just always be poor. Okay. You know, uh, Casey, I... I felt like I was poor growing up. Right. You know, because poor is kind of a relative term. Right. You know, I'd look at, you know, growing up in, I remember uh, eighth grade, you know, looking at the kids' tennis shoes and I'm wearing um, Kmart knockoffs and uh, the guy next to me, he's wearing Puma right. or Adidas. And I'm like, you know, and so the the effects of poverty in the cycle of poverty is really still about shame, um, lack of self-worth. Hmm. And and so the, the, the process is not everybody can stay in the level of poverty, but sometimes when we have three generations, yeah. that is when we're stuck in the cycle of poverty. That three generations from mom who has now has a daughter and she grows up and then she has a son. Now we're – that child – born into that poor family yeah, with lack of resources and a lack of even opportunities to experience uh, advancement in employment and access to healthcare and education, that child now is experiencing uh, the generational poverty. And so that's what makes it so difficult is when a child is born already in a poor family or a low-income family, yeah. their risks of graduating from high school, their risks of uh, having children before they get married increases significantly. Huh. So there's, like, there's a lot more that goes into it than just being, quote, poor. There's lack of assets, education, generational. So there's a lot more that goes into it, correct? Yes. Okay. And so it's a it, it's a complex option. You can be poor and have a quality of life that is good enough. Mm -hmm. But it's it's how do we improve the quality of people's lives because poverty is always going to be with us. Right. I mean Jesus even said he's like you'll always have the poor among you. That's right. Yeah. And you know we know from a Christian worldview that Leviticus has several passages that talks about don't glean the edges of the field right. for the poor and the sojourner coming in. Mm -hmm. And also about, hey, if there's poor among you, to help them. Right. 
And, you know, for Christians, as we look at that, we go, what's our mandate? Yeah. Is that we don't want to oppress the poor, but the poor is made in the image of God, just like you and I. Correct. And if we're showing mercy on somebody who's down and out, we're actually showing mercy on God. Yeah. And he's honored by that. Huh. That's so true. I never thought about that. But it goes to, again, what Jesus said about, like, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me drink. That's right. When you do it to the least of these, you do it as if you're doing it for me. That's right. We're honoring the maker yeah. because they were, everybody's made in the image of God and they all have value Yeah. regardless of their income level. That's good. I like that. That's, that is really good. Um, so can you explain? Um, well, you kind of already did, but can you go into more detail about the cycle of poverty and how to break it? Well, there are. there's going to have to be some significant interventions that take place. Um, you know, the, the trap of the cycle of poverty is that people will continue to stay in very low quality homes or apartments. And, you know, for our, for our understanding of seeing poverty being broken is those that come to our doors and enter into our programs mm. and, and to be able to step away. The reality is to say, Hey, let's pump pause on life. Yeah. And let's not try to continue to have two or three part-time jobs that are you're underpaid and you're tr struggling to pay rent mm. and you're trying to get your kid to school. And so what is so unique about City Union Mission and how we do our long-term programs is we tell people when they come on the program, listen, pump pause on work. Yeah. Work's going to come later. We need to we need to help you begin to work on your identity, uh, who you believe you are, because the culture of poverty develops a mindset, a shame, and a mm. lack of self worth. And you're always reminded you did you don't have enough money. Yeah. You're less than. And so our programs help people to say, let's help you develop those things that we're missing in communication, life skills. And and be able to slowly start helping them think about what can they do with life and and those marketable job skills that they are missing. Yeah, one of the keys is um, uh, American uh, Enterprise Institution in twenty one announced. They said there's this what's called this success sequence hmm. that actually breaks the cycle of homelessness. Yeah, or literally even poverty is one. You need to finish high school. You really need to finish high school because that's going to be a difference maker to, you know, over a lifetime of right. about $100,000 of lost income. Wow. And the second one is learn how to hold on to a, a full-time job. Huh. So employment is significant in the ability to maintain. Um, seasonal jobs, Christmas jobs and things like that, temp agencies, right. those are the ones that are the easy traps for mm. those that are poor getting a quick dollar, but the reality is they need a stable schedule yeah. for employment so they can get the kid to school, they can take care of daycare, they can pay those bills on time. And so stable employment is a second component of breaking the cycle. Yeah. And third, you know, we see so many single moms coming into the shelter mm. and what we continue to help them work through is Many of them would have said, I wish I would have waited to have kids until I was married, till I had a solid partner that was going to be with me. Mm. And we know that statistics-wise that if a single mom, you know, is in poverty, she's going to be, you know, she has a 25% risk of 
staying in poverty. Wow. And so, you know, those three things kind of break the cycle of, of poverty is get a high school diploma yeah, and learn to hold on to a full-time job and don't have kids until you get married. And hmm. those things. What that does is it sets them up for success. Wow. Just those three simple things yes. will drastically reduce the cycle of poverty. It's amazing. Huh. And that's why it's so important for that that poverty and homelessness are directly connected to a child's comprehension of reading and literature and math. You know, third, fourth grade is that pivotal point yeah. where those children really need – if you can read – and continue to be engaged in school, they have a greater chance mm. of graduating from high school. Wow. And it goes back just so, at the very beginning. All right. In um, in the classes that I that you shared with us, um, you talked about the mindsets between – I don't even know if this is the right word – classes. Um, mm-hmm. But um, – and I found, found that really fascinating. Uh, can you share a little bit about how the mindset of someone who struggles with poverty – is different from those in the middle and upper classes? Sure. Well, in my experience, um, those that are in poverty are are needing to be directly connected to those relationships that they depend on. Mm. And they depend on for survival. They depend on to help them out when they have a uh, lack of money. or um, And so moving into a, a full-time position means leaving your buddies on the street. Because they've been taking care of you and you've been taking care of them. And so there's this tight connection in a culture of poverty is to not leave your significant other to go look for employment because you're not taking care of that person. You know, the other one is about um, possessions. You know, those that that have uh, experienced poverty, they typically can pack up and leave in a matter of minutes and go relocate somewhere else. Right. Where you and I, we may pack for two, three days and get a U-Haul truck. Right. Can you walk out with two trash bags of your own belongings? Yeah. Can you do that? Do you know where to get the good deals uh, in in shopping at thrift stores? Hmm. Do you know which dumpsters behind restaurants can you get good food? These are things that we in, in middle class don't fully understand right. how we survive. And so this mindset is, is we live for today yeah, because today's about survival. Mm-hmm. And the management of time is important because typically somebody who's in poverty or in experiencing homelessness, they usually won't have anything on their calendar two weeks out. They, they're, they don't, they struggle in time management. There's nothing there for them as a goal. Uh, you and I may have doctor's appointments. We may have things we got to pick the kids up at the school. We right. may have church things. And our calendar's full, vacations. But typically somebody in poverty doesn't have anything that they're looking forward to hmm. in the next week or two that they need to make sure they get there. So basically they're living for the here and now. Yes, yeah. because their mindset is I need to survive here and now. Uh, Where's my next meal? Where am I going to sleep? Am I going to make it through the night? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, living in poverty uh, actually it 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 increases your blood pressure. It causes stress, right? And it actually can lead to depression mm. because you have all of these issues that are facing you if you're living in low low uh, 
quality housing. You got right. rodent problems. You've got uh, temperature control issues. You've got mm. water dripping. You've got gunshots outside. You got dogs barking. It is a stressful lifestyle to be in poverty. Yeah, but it becomes normalized, and it's just like this is this is how it is. You know, it is. Yeah, and it's and it's very tough. I can't imagine. It's very tough. But what I like what we do here at City Union Mission is you kind of already touched on it. Is we take it back to the basics. Of, hey, let's take care of the person first. Everything else will fall into place once we take you back to square one, right? Yes. And that's that's been our philosophy is that every person comes through our door has unique needs. Mm-hmm. And, and that providing housing immediately for them is not going to solve the problems and the coping mechanisms that led them to becoming uh, very extremely poor or homeless. So we have to help them back up a little bit and find out what was missing. How can we help you fill in those gaps of social skills, uh, some of the skills of of maybe educational skills? We have to help them become stable so that they can choose the opportunities to move into good paying jobs, Mm -hmm. which they're out there. Right. Um, And so that process takes a while. And that's why, you know, when somebody comes on our long-term program, Casey, it's almost like they're being paid to work on themselves. They don't they're not going to work for about 9 months. Yeah. They're going to they're going to learn about themselves and learn about what they could have, you know, how they can improve their life. That's phenomenal. And then we're going to provide temporary housing for them while they're going to classes and learning. They they're a different person at the end of 9 months. Right. They know who they are. Yeah. And they know what, where they're wanting to go. And that's mm. what's so rewarding is when you break that cycle of homelessness yeah. and poverty, they're no longer relying on others to tell them what to do mm. and how to live. That's key. Yeah. When you're stuck in the cycle of poverty, you're dependent on others for assistance, for food, for clothing, material items. But if you know who you are mm. and you know how God has uniquely designed you, then we will help you move towards that path of journey of success. And then they're no longer dependent. Yeah. They can use those assets appropriately. That's really good. And in your 24 years here, you've probably seen a lot of people um, and met a lot of people. Can you share a time or a story about someone that has broken the cycle and is like doing phenomenal now and, you know, has their life has completely changed because they came to City Union Mission? Yes, I, I have um, a single mom in mind. Um, she was sleeping in a car um, uh, in Kansas City. And uh, she came to Kansas City from California to pursue a job with her sister. And it, it, one thing led to another and they couldn't get along. And, and they were, you know, they were homeless in a car. And for many months, she continued to work part-time jobs and take her son to school, but was staying in a car. Mm. Um, and she came into our programs and began to learn about herself. Uh, her son was still going to school. We provided, you know, a room and, and warm meals and clothing. And for her to just to slow down and start thinking about life. And how did I get into this situation? And so with that, we have seen her move on to the program 
And then she eventually moved and got into some uh, – taking some college courses and graduated from UMKC while on our program and became uh, a vet tech. And it was so rewarding to move her into her own apartment after she had graduated from college in our program. And now she's thriving and doing well. And she knows what it means to live well because we had a clean and well-maintained facility that now they're choosing, I'm not going to go back to those low-quality housing. I know what good quality housing looks like. Wow. That's pretty amazing. And I I bet you've seen tons of stories like hers that their lives are completely changed now. I have. And, you know, I think, you know, early on when I was working in the youth department, uh, we would do home visits and we would get into the homes of the kids. And I think that was the shock for me, Casey, was my first home visit in Mm -hmm. a a follow-up and connecting with a parent in the home here in Northeast. And and the place was just filthy and and dirty and and, uh, I I didn't even want to sit down on the furniture. It, It was... I, I, and I couldn't imagine how this child was growing up in this environment. Stains on the wall, the carpet was stained. There were there were stains and dirt, and and uh, it it was it was very troubling. And when I left Casey and I got in my car and I went back to work, I felt so grateful mm. for how my parents provided for me, and I'm so grateful that I didn't need to experience that. But that change on seeing where that child lived helped us to to design and be more focused on helping that child focus on getting an education and helping them move and make sure that their grades are good in school. We can't change their home life, but we can give them the tools and resources to help them move out of poverty, but it's going to take time. Yeah, that's really good. Thank you for sharing all those stories. Um, As we Wrap up today. Uh, can you give us a snapshot how the mission is doing overall? I know that's kind of vague, but can you just give us? Yes, the love to. Well, we're entering into our 100th year of existence. Uh, that's City awesome. Union Mission was founded at September 15, 1924. Reverend David Bulkley Skid Row, and uh, you know we have um, are excited about the events that are coming through this next year, all the way through December of 2024, and. And, uh, you know, we have a Celebrate Hope goal, and we need to raise half of our budget between October and the end of January. And uh, we're, we are under our, our expectations right now. And so we really need Kansas City to help us step up and continue to give like they've always given. Mm-hmm. But, you know, City Mission has a knack for able to take a dollar and stretch it. Right. And that's just God. And so every dollar counts as we move into our Celebrate Hope season. And the reality is we're celebrating people that have broken the cycle of poverty and homelessness. Yeah. That's what we're celebrating. Right. And so the hope is that we need to continue to provide the funding to provide these transformative opportunities, such as life coaching, Mm. counseling, and even career development for those that come to us. So- we're dependent on Kansas City to continue to help us be the answer for another 100 years, Casey. That's awesome. I can't imagine a 
us approaching our hundred years and then another hundred years in the future of making differences in people's lives. But yeah, uh, we can't do it without Kansas City and it all takes all of us to contribute and to pull it off. Yes, it does. Thank you. Hey, um, before we wrap up today, do you have anything you'd like to share? One final thought or anything? Well, I would encourage those that are have a heart to want to reach out to those hurting neighbors is that we want to encourage people to be aware of uh, the neighbors around them and know that uh, there are people hurting all around us. Lend a hand to a neighbor that needs help, maybe an elderly person down the street or a shut-in or a senior or a child that needs some help with tutoring is find a way that, that you can make a difference because there are people waiting and wanting other people to have a relationship with them mm-hmm. and help them along the way. And so I would encourage us as the best way to be able to give is give your time, give your love. But, you know, most important for us, we love what we do. Yes. And City Union Mission is really good at what we do. Right. It's providing those transformational opportunities. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. And so for those who are listening, if you want to be the answer and be the change in someone's life, please visit our website at cityunionmission.org. Terry, I just want to say thank you for being here today. And it's been an honor um, to hear, hear your um, heart and hear what God has been doing in your life. Thank you, Casey. Yeah. Thank you again for those listening. And again, please visit cityunionmission.org uh, to donate, to volunteer. But most importantly, um, we'd like you to pray for City Union Mission and the lives that come through our doors. Uh, thank you again for tuning in. See you next month and have a great day. Bye. Hope Lives Here is the podcast of City Union Mission in Kansas City. Send your comments to Hope Lives Here, the podcast at cityunionmission.org. And find out more by visiting our website at www.cityunionmission.org.